I'm just sitting there thinking about how wonderful it is to have a group of people like you in in our lives. You know, I never knew, I guess, as a kid growing up, how important friends really are. I don't know how you could hardly become discouraged in this church as much as you encourage people. And I have, I have felt that, and I appreciate you so much. It was a wonderful surprise to see these two beautiful, talented, Sweet lady, sing for us today. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to get in trouble for that, do you? But that was, that was nice to hear. And I'm grateful for Pastor Chad's willingness to reach out once again to me and ask me if I would preach. I really wasn't sure if he would ever ask me again after last time. If you were here and could stay that long <laughs> um, because of my inability to read print, small print especially, I had asked my wife if she would read the text. And, the, and that worked pretty well. It's just that there were three chapters in the Old Testament that I was going to preach on. So you had to sit through the reading and the preaching of it. And I'm, I'm sure some way God's going to reward you for that. Thank you. Thank you for sticking with us. So, But this time, I thought, uh, it, uh, that was wonderful of her to be willing to do that, but I thought, I've got to do something different. So I decided I'd, I will just memorize the text and make it easy. Uh, nobody will have to be worried about, you know, anything about the, the text. I, I'll just... I'll just quote it, right? Are you okay with that? Okay. <clears throat> well, now, uh, I think what I'd like to do is because memory of Bible Scripture is so important that uh, that just sticks with you for a long time. So I'm going to ask you to learn it this morning, if you don't mind. Okay, so what we'll do is I will just say a word and then you repeat the word right after that. And we'll just continue on. If I say bird, you say bird. If I say carpet, you say carpet. Okay? All right, here we go. This, this is, is the, the day, day that the Lord, Lord hath made. made. Wonderful. <laughs> now, you, now you've got it, right? Now there's a little bit more. This is the day that the Lord hath made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. I will be glad in it. So let's say that. It's actually we will rejoice. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Aren't you proud of me? <laughs> uh, actually, it, it is nice to know that if you can't remember anything, Sometimes you can remember verses of Scripture that will help you out in time of need. The truth of the matter is that when, when Chad called me, I more quickly than usual gave him the answer yes because just a couple of days before that, 
I was singing that song as I was, you know, working around the house. And I, I, I had sung it two or three times, just singing, singing away, not wanting anybody to pay attention to it. But I, I suddenly stopped and, and thought to myself, really, what does that mean? What do the words of that song mean? I hadn't really thought about it. But I, as I meditated on it, God seemed to be giving me some ideas for a message. And then Pastor Chad calls. And I thought, I'm pretty sure God's giving me this and making it easy for me to, uh, uh, to share, to share a word with you. And I, uh, I, I didn't bring my Bible because it doesn't do any good to bring my Bible if I can't read it. But I did bring a cheat sheet. (laughs) And it has one word on it. On the back it says, help. (laughs) So I'm going to keep that up there as a reminder that I need help. The message today is really about the little word day, D-A-Y. And uh, probably best to just kind of start with a, uh, a definition of what that means, in case anybody doesn't know. According to the dictionary, a day is a period of time using units of measure to reckon one midnight with the next. And then, of course, with the next and the next and the next. And coupled with that is also the idea that there is a rotation of the earth happening simultaneously. And all of that mixed together is what we know as One morning, one night, one morning, one night, just on and on and on. And when I thought about the Scripture here and started memorizing, the probably the part of it that grabbed my interest the most was, well, how did it begin? How did the idea that we would have light and dark and in between, how did that all start? And I was not surprised to remember in that song, this is the day that the Lord hath made. It was no accident. It was God who, when he put the planets and the stars and the earth and the sun, when he put them in the sky, he put them there for a reason. And that reason was for us, our benefit. God didn't need them, but he knew that we would need light and we would need dark. And and I don't know that we can list all of the, the benefits that we receive from that thing happening every day for the last 6,000 years. That's my personal opinion, 6,000 years. But that's a lot of days. 
And there's, there's no two days in all that time that have been exactly the same. Now, the time has been the same, but the day itself, what is a day anyway? Is it just time? Is it just the passing of time, empty, void? No, a day is a period of time that you and I are spending and achieving something, doing something, being something. We, we are involved in that day. And no two days are alike because there's always been something that's changing every day along the way. There's more people, there's less people, there, you know, people that you, you may, you may go to the same birthday party every year. It's like, ah, oh, this is so boring. It's the same thing every year, but it's not really. There's some detail that makes it different than every other day. So, with that being said, why did God make a day like this, a 24-hour day that's half half, uh, uh, light and half dark? Well, again, we we can try to list things that that He's accomplishing through that. But perhaps one is just the idea God being a great one for making pictures, to give us a little picture of sort of the whole thing, the whole act of creating, carrying on this world, that there would be something that stands for sin and rebellion and to be something that stands for good and godly and holy. So we think in terms like that, that the, the darkness is not wrong, it's not, it's not bad in itself, but we think of darkness on the side of evil, of wickedness, of rebellion against God. Then when Jesus came along, He was called the light of the world. So there's purpose, there's purpose even right there. We, uh, we use the word day in all kinds of things like birthday, Sunday, Wednesday. All these things coordinate with that word day. Um, so God, God made, made it to be that way. And what is the purpose for, for our lives, for history? for God to carry out His will. Um, The word this, this is the day that the Lord hath made. That makes it, that makes it current right now as David would sing. This is the day that the Lord hath made. Well, yeah, well, so is tomorrow. That would be this is the day, right? So every day has significance. And 
I don't know, some of you might have been here when I, I, I preached a message and got on the subject of worry. This has been years ago, and I, I still remember it myself because it made an impact on me. Somebody that I read or saw their work, they talked about living your life in the box. Live in the box. And the box they were talking about was the box you would see on a calendar. Several boxes. And on that calendar is the box for today. Now that's the day that we're in, and that's the day we ought to live in. Meaning that for us to think about and then worry about the future and stew over how we can accomplish what we're supposed to in that day, God says, God says, don't worry. Don't, don't spend your time worrying about tomorrow. It's going to have enough trouble, troubles of its own, the Bible says. But live in the box and don't, don't go backwards living in yesterday's box. Because we all have regrets. We all could look back and say, I wish I had done that differently. I wish I hadn't fallen into that trap. We all have regrets. So it's, it's wonderful as David's saying, though it seems like such a small thing, this, this right now is the day that the Lord hath made. Therefore, it's like a gift. It's a, we're like a steward of that day. We have decisions to make about what we're going to do or, or what God wants us to do. So it's a, it's, it's a wonderful thing when you think about it. This is the day that the Lord hath made. But I want to, I want to tell you about the day for a moment. This is the day. Now that's very specific. This is the day. It, it sort of puts a punctuation mark on it, doesn't it? What's different about the day? Well, the Bible has quite a few of those. The day. I heard about one in Sunday school this morning. So, so God created everything, created Adam and Eve, and He told them, do not eat of this certain fruit on a tree. And He said, the day, the day that you eat thereof, you will die. And just as He, he said, He carried out His prophecy, if you will, to them, that when they were when they were tempted and they just they just had to try it out in that moment they were separated from god they were different they were not perfect human beings they were sinners and god said that you will surely die and explain that this would pass on to 
their children, their children's children, and on and on. Every human being born after that was born with a sinful nature, something inside of them that that keeps them from wanting to bend the knee to a, a God they don't see, can't see. And, 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 and sin is defined by Jesus in the law. Through the law, God gave us the, the knowledge of what is right and what is wrong. So, on the day they took of the fruit, they died. Now, they didn't die physically then. That would come, for sure, later. But there's a broken relationship. Then there was another day. The day that Jesus was born. Now, on that day... It may have seemed insignificant to some, but this was going to be the turnaround. This was going to be the day that the Savior of the world was going to come. And it was the Son of God, all arranged by God to be born of a virgin. And it happened on one day, the day of the birth of Jesus is a day to be celebrated. Would you agree? Yeah, of course, of course. Not just for the toys and stuff. Much more than that. Because when Jesus came, he also grew up and on the day that God determined, he started his earthly ministry of going around and telling other people about what life was all about. His heavenly Father in heaven. He told them about sin. He told them about hell. He, he just he just gave them everything. And in the doing of all of it, living his life and eating his meals and being with stinky fishermen and everything that he did, Jesus never sinned. Very important. And then there came the day that he was crucified. He was perfect. He deserved no such punishment. But because of wicked, wicked men, and not so wicked men, just followers, just people not willing to take it, take a stand, the, the world, the world crucified this perfect person who was the very Son of God. And they buried Him. wasn't long till the next the day, the day that Jesus rose from the dead. On that day, He came out of the tomb alive. Alive. Conquered death. His blood on the cross was going to absolve 
sinners of their sin if they would trust, if they would reach out and receive Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. Let me tell you about the day. It's called the day of the Lord. The day of the Lord. Now you can do your own study on this. I think there are times when the day of the Lord in the Old Testament is, is shared by a prophet who's, who says the day of the Lord will come and, and it's all about God dealing with uh, the rebellious nations around Israel and also Israel, the Jewish people themselves. But there is the day of the Lord that is still on the calendar. Now, before I tell you about that, I just want to, I want to say in this room today are people who have loved God faithfully for many, many years. And we have the whole gamut. We have people who, there may be somebody here this morning that this is, I can't imagine it, but this, that this is all new. I've never heard the story. But if you're that person, or those persons, there is a reason why you're here today. And then there, there seems to be a gray area. To be honest with you, there's, there's been such over time, such a mixture of, of, of theology, etc., you know, what people believe, that people don't know what to believe. By the way, I want to say to you, the Bible, if you, if you can read it, the Bible will change your life. At, in the Bible... There is the truth that comes from heaven. God gave us the Bible so that we can know exactly what he, he thinks about things, what he believes. And of course, when, when the school started taking Bibles out of the, the schoolhouse, it got, it got really muddy because people, they, they weren't ever exposed to what the Bible said. There's so much ignorance about the Bible. That's led to a, a difficulty in our day. There's a lot of people, they don't want to talk about God and eternity and all that stuff. It's just, it seems irrelevant to them. But it is crucial. I'm telling you, it is critical that you, if you've never done it, that you would decide whether you're going to give a listening ear and attention to the things that God wants to say to you. God is wanting to touch your life with the truth. He wants to, he wants to change your life. I think your, your, your pathway to God, if you want to put it that way, kind of begins with whether you believe there is a God or not. And there's a lot of people that have just thrown him out. Like, there, there's no God. But there, there is a God. The Bible says that we must, we must believe and search 
for, for the, the truth in this world in which there is, there is a whole army, army of demons, and the devil himself, who's doing all that he can to hide the truth, to, to pervert the truth, to change it, to take your eye off the ball and give it to something far less important instead of, God, I want to know if you're there. I want to know it. it, it would, would you admit it's a little bit hard to believe in a God you can't see? I'm, I'm telling you, that's part of that's part of what you have to deal with. I, I can't see God. But is it possible that in the heavens there is a God who did make all this stuff? And and he he's he's managing all this stuff, and I don't know how he does it. I don't know how there could be the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, like you said, Al, this morning. I don't understand that. But that's what the Bible says, and so that's how we, we learn to take the truth of God's Word and receive it, accept it. But just knowing about God is not going to cut it. I'll tell you why. Because what God the Father wants you to do is to receive the person, not just the theology, but the person of Jesus Christ. You say, well, how can I do that? Remember, Jesus Christ died on the cross for you, for, for all of us. He paid a debt, we, we say, that, we, that He did not owe. He paid a debt for us that we could not pay. So, when, when you come to the place of, of saying, God, if you're there, I want to know you. I, I want to know it. I, I want. I, I don't want to spend my my life with my ladder leaned up against the wrong wall. Climb up there and find out that's not what life's about. I, I want the truth. So, Lord, if you're there, if you're listening to me, give me somebody that'll talk to me. Let me hear the next step, and let me tell you what that step's going to be. You're going to be fine if you want to know the truth. If you're honest enough with yourself to say, I, I need help. And you humble yourself and say, God, help me. I guarantee you, God will bring you somebody. God will put you in a place where you can hear the truth. And in that truth, you're going to find out this. That you are going to live someplace forever. And that's going to be heaven or hell. That's not just fairy tale. That is the truth. And you must decide by the grace of God. This is not even something you can do by yourself. What I mean by that is God, if, if he's going to save you, he, he wants to help you. He, he'll, he'll give you people around you. He'll, he'll, he'll feed things your way. He'll, he'll put a yearning and a desire in your heart if you've got half a heat, a, be, a, a, a heartbeat in there for him to, to want to know the, the God that made you. He'll do that, I believe, with the, all my heart. It's called the grace of God. And, 
and as he feeds you this information, this truth about heaven and hell, you'll find it's just, it's just by his help accepting Jesus who died for you. Accept him as your savior. Not yourself, not some church, but Jesus who died on that cross and rose again wants to be in your life, in your heart. So let me tell you about the day. And this is not a scare tactic. This is, this is God's word. But the day, the Bible tells that some someday, one day, on the day, suddenly, all of the true born-again believers who've put their faith in Jesus Christ are going to disappear. That's hard to believe, isn't it? But the Bible just it describes it in the, the, the last part of, of 1 Thessalonians. It, it describes how that Jesus is going to come and meet all of his believers that are alive everywhere in the world. It's going to suddenly, boom, they're going to be gone and with him in the clouds. That is just, that's mind bang. Yeah, see? (laughs) Mine's gone. My mind is gone. And and when that happens, there's going to be a void. Everybody on the earth that remains has got to deal with the beginning of his great time of judgment upon the earth. It, it is a scary thing to think of, even, even being alive during the time that's described in the Bible. But, but God wants, he wants you to know he wants you in heaven. Now, here's another, here's another bonus. We, most of us, we have loved ones who are in the grave. And did they miss it? Did they die too early or what? No. They, when they died, they died. They were placed in the ground. And the Bible says they will not precede us, but when we're gone, in other words, in that instant we're gone, then those who are dead in Christ will immediately be raised from the dead, given their new body, and they're gone. Read it yourself. It's, it's great reading. But it's, it's the truth that every person needs to know. You know, I just observing churches, the church, even, even the, the real true gospel preaching churches there's something that there's something that happens if we're not careful and and so i just that's one one reason why i wanted to tell you most of you being believers about the day because sometimes we may not be quite 
poised and ready for that. I, I was, I, I have been reading by hearing the scripture, finally learned how to hear it on my phone. So I have been so blessed to, to, to read the scriptures or hear the scriptures, not, not a chapter at a time, but just chapter after chapter. And so I, I've been through the, some, some prophets. Isaiah, Jeremiah, Lamentations, Ezekiel, Daniel, these, all these prophets were prophesying in the days of the Old Testament about Israel. And here's, here's what they would do. They would, they would prophesy what was going to happen to these nations around Israel when they came and, you know, took over and, and, and killed a lot of the people and took people off. I mean, he, he's telling them what's going to happen to them. And it's all, it's, it all comes true. But not only that, he's telling about what he's going to have to do to his people, Israel, the Jewish people because they got themselves in trouble. Here's here's what I mean by that. When these nations would come in and take over, they would bring with them their own gods. Gods that are not really God. Pieces of wood, pieces of metal, whatever they could shape and form, they would make into a god. And these, these nations that, that were steeped in idolatry of all kinds and sexual, not only promiscuity, but perverseness. A way of life that it's hard to even imagine, but, but people were brought into all of the, that way of life. And as they would bring the Jewish people back from whatever country they'd been shipped off to, they would plant them back again in in their native land and they would be under their control. There would be no freedom, just slavery, a life of slavery. But then they took on the idols. The idols. God's Jewish people took on the idols and the worship of the foreign nations. And you know what they would do? I, I had read this before that they would, they would take their children and they would, they would burn the, their children on the fire as, as a sacrifice. I, I mean, these foreign nations, they were, they were, they were so far away from truth. But now, God's people began to learn from them. And they began to do exactly what the foreign nations did. You know, when they give a, when they, they give a sacrifice to the, to the God of whatever name you want to call it, it, it was, it was in their 
sincere hope that doing that is going to make the crops grow better. I can be more successful if I give, if I give to these gods like I'm seeing other people do. I, I thought that was just for the foreign, the foreigners that, that came. But then I read, I heard with my own ears the scripture say that the Jewish people began to do that. People that had received the law, thou shalt not kill. They began to kill. Can you, can you imagine a Jewish couple taking their little five-year-old out and sacrificing his body, his pain for their selfishness? And then I thought, I thought about abortion. I thought about what a horrible thing our country has allowed to happen. How can that be? To just sacrifice your child for your own hope of something better in the future, your plans, your way out, whatever. It's, it's a horrible thing. But then to take a, you know, a smaller baby, a smaller baby, a baby right out of the womb, and let that baby be taken for your own pleasure. It's not pleasurable to even talk about it or think about it but it is a reality of our day. I don't know that I've done enough in my life to fight against that. I've always been against it. But sometimes, you know what? It's just easy to go along with the crowd. It's easy to do that in church because we don't live in church. We live outside in the world. And those people have an influence on our lives. That's why the Word of God is so important. To know the truth and then to make sure our hearts are not desirous of going off in a different direction, wherever that may lead us, but to follow the Lord Jesus Christ with our whole heart. Church is not a place to come and play. It is a place to get serious with God. It's, it's a place for introspection of our hearts. Am I really born again? I'm not trying to put a doubt in your mind. We'll let God do that if, it need, if, he, if it's needed. But am I really a child of God? Did I really trust Him with my whole heart? Am I walking today not in perfection, but in my intention and in my decisions, am I saying every day, this is the day that the Lord hath made. I will rejoice. I, I, will, I will celebrate that God's given me a day, another day, 
to spend the way he wants to spend it in my life, to do with me whatever he wants, because I am born again by the blood of Jesus Christ. If uh, if you've never made that decision, you're the only one standing in the way. God's, God's going to be at work, I believe. And if you have a desire for truth, you desire to know what this really is all about, God will make a way for you to find out, to come to, come to that decision where you can make it by faith. I trust Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. I uh, I asked Brother Scott if if he knew the little song that I just came to my mind one day in the in the uh, hymnal because it's not a it's not a song we, as I was growing up we sang all the time but I certainly was familiar enough with it that I turned to it and I began to read the words and and the words were really the story the story of the gospel and the the title of the song is One Day, One Day. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask Scott to come and lead us as we sing that and let it just be a reminder of, of all the pieces that God has put together that we can know for sure that we're going to go to heaven on that day. <laughs>